Good afternoon. It is Friday, November 18th, 2011. This is Chickie Fitzgerald, and it is my pleasure to welcome our guest today, Michelle Phillips. And Michelle is the author of a book called The Blue, excuse me, easy for me to say, The Beauty Blueprint. Say that three times fast. Uh, eight Steps in building, and now I have to go back to your, your cover here. I'm looking at it on uh, on Amazon. Eight Steps in Building the Life and Look of Your Dreams. Michelle, I'm sorry to stumble through that. Uh, no, that's okay. I, I'll make a quick funny. A lot of people have uh, been doing a lot of radio lately, and they almost say booty blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what, those two book. words, <laughs> those two words together are not the easiest thing I've said all week. So, it's true, and, and it's uh, Friday. It's okay. Yes, it is, and I, I uh, actually spent a few days down at an industry conference, but as Patty may have told you, I have uh, just recently taken over the role of my husband, who has been Mr. Mom for 13 years, and uh, he got a job a couple of weeks ago, so my life has been in, in a little bit of disarray lately, so, uh, oh, yeah, so thanks for your understanding on that. Well, Michelle, why don't you tell oh, us a little bit about yourself and... Uh, I know that you um, have a consulting practice, so so talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, well, how I got started was, well, basically 18 years ago, I started off as a celebrity makeup artist uh, working in television and um, working for a local uh, CBS affiliate in Tampa, Florida. And from there, I was asked to work for the networks. I worked um, freelance while still working in CBS Tampa. I was working for Fox and CBS out of New York and CNN and uh, basically name and network, and I was working for them. Um, And so I was very fortunate to work with broadcast news journalists and television personalities. And during that time, I, I considered myself kind of a life coach at that time because everyone would sit in my makeup chair and tell me about their lives. And so I immediately um, not only found the beauty in every person that sat in my chair, but I really uh, felt like it was my job to give these people a place to relax and, and just kind of vent and let any steam off and help them really feel good before they went on to their stage or in front of camera because if they didn't feel good on the inside, they didn't look good on the outside. And so that was the beginning of my journey of what I'm doing now. Well, I think it's interesting the the introduction that that Amazon uh has in in the description of your book is have you lost touch with the woman you want to be? When you look in the mirror, do you see your authentic self? And you know, we've had a number of guests who who have talked about nutrition and uh, typically, we're talking about uh, more business-oriented topics because our our membership in the Executive Girlfriends Group are typically, you know, Type A executive women who have uh, spent the bulk of their career climbing the ladder, or they're just entering uh, their career and trying to figure out how to get up that that ladder. And right. I think it is so easy, particularly uh, we were talking uh, before we got on the air about traveling. And you know, when we travel, we don't eat right and 
And so we we start looking at ourselves in the mirror in in a different way because we we aren't not only are we not our authentic self, but we aren't necessarily seeing in the reflection uh, yeah. what we would like to physically look like. And and beauty is one of those things that that we we do understand that it's only skin deep. But uh, you've you've hit on something really important there. So I, I want to talk about the beauty blueprint. There, I said it right. <laughs> Yay! And, and you've, you've really <laughs> right. distilled this down into eight steps uh, mm-hmm. in, in creating this this uh, authentic self and this vision of ourselves when we do look in the mirror. So why don't we just dive right in and start talking about that? Uh, oh, definitely. You know, as I went through my career and was working through celebrity with celebrities, I started um, – just to kind of finish that story and transition into why this process and how it came about, um, you know, as I was working in the community because I was asked to be on TV to discover ways that we can look good and feel better and share it to our viewers in Tampa Bay, um, I started discovering women who were extraordinary, who were out there making a difference in community in their community. They were running corporations. They were running their households. Um, making a difference everywhere you could turn. And and I found that these women were the epitome of beauty, in my opinion, because they were really authentic. And meaning by that is they were living true to what they wanted their lives to be, what they dictated their lives to be, not what others dictated their lives as they should be. And so um, as I started to see the difference of ordinary and extraordinary, if you know what I'm saying, like just Mm -hmm. the everyday woman as opposed to celebrities, I saw a direct correlation between the two, that there were more celebrities and stars out there that you could shake a stick at that were everyday women um, really living their lives in a a society where we're kind of in between um, in the way that we came from many of us mothers who didn't juggle the way we do now so we didn't have any role models and i had worked with a lot of men who were go-getters and celebrities on television and you know dan rather and general norman schwarzkopf you know and so what i began to do ultimately is i became a life coach because i wanted to know how to create an authentic life for me so that I could live my life according to what I felt was important to me rather than me running around, keeping up with the Joneses, having the perfect house, the perfect family, the perfect job. But in reality, like you said, when we look in the mirror at the end of the day, a lot of us tend to look at ourselves and go, what the heck happened to my life? Right. We may be really happy with what we have, but we feel like there's something missing. And so when that comes up for us, we either turn to our appearance or we feel stuck emotionally because we're not really sure what to do with that because a lot of guilt comes up. So what I've done with the Beauty Blueprint is tied those two together. So the process is, first of all, figuring out where you are now. Where in your life um, do you feel that there's something maybe blocking you? Um, for example, Tiki, you just said our health, you know, when we're traveling and maybe we're not eating well, maybe that's something that really is lingering over our head saying, you know what, my diet's not great, I'm not feeling that good, 
um, I should eat better, I should sleep better, I should, you know, de-stress a little bit. Um, when we look at that and then we go, you know what, but I don't have time for that right now, so I'm just going to push it to the side. Right. That affects every part of our beauty. It affects us in so many level, on so many levels because it trickles down into every single part of our, our lives, our relationships, our health, sometimes even our careers because then we have a hard time handling stress if we're not taking care of ourselves physically. I'm just giving this as an example. So in the first part of my book, I, I take um, you through an assessment not to look at what's wrong with your life, but to look at, hey, you know, maybe if I really did say, okay, I'm going to take the steps to create better eating habits and to say no to a few things in my life so I can get a little sleep right. and, and, and take those steps. And so through the process, I guide you through gently and lovingly through a process to where you can say, or maybe it's, it's finances for a lot of people. Um, when you take the steps to remove those things that are blocking you, everything else in your life will begin to work better. You know, one of the things that you say in your first uh, chapter is that being authentic and achieving clarity is a process mm -hmm. as well as a decision. And and I think clarity is uh, a really, really powerful word. Yeah. And it's certainly one of the things that I seek in my life. Uh, you know, if, if I can achieve peace, peace and clarity of vision, you know, I, I always say that, that that is really at the core of of uh, you know being successful uh, because being peaceful with where I am and having clarity of where I'm going. Uh, but I think you've given a new dimension to clarity, and that that's understanding those things that are holding us back, and that it it isn't a once and done thing, but it is a process, and that you do have to decide. And uh, you know, for those who are, are are listening to this show, they have already made that step. And hopefully yeah. they'll read your book, and and that is yet another step in that decision, uh, you know, which is is getting to that place where you can do that self assessment. It's it's so true. I had a client call me about. I'm just going to give an example of one woman that called me about nine months ago and said, I've been relocated to a new area because um, my partner got a you know better job. So I said, okay, let's go. And she said, I really wanted to make this move. But, you know, I'm I'm kind of feeling a lot of anxiety because I'm an artist and this is a new place for me, whereas I was doing very well back in Florida. Mm. But here I don't know anyone. So her fear was holding her back and her, you know, she just couldn't, she just needed some support to make a plan. So we came up with a plan. And so this plan consisted of her going out and introducing herself um, to owners of different art galleries you know, two a week, and if she liked anybody, you know, hit it off and, said, you know, she would invite them to lunch. Um, and then to also go visit, you know, any of these art councils, meetings, any of these types of things. So six weeks went by. We came up with a really good plan that she really came up with. I just supported her on it. I didn't hear from her for six weeks. And so I, yeah. I called her up and said, hey, I'm just checking in. Everything Okay. 
she said, oh, my gosh, I'm ready for the next step. After I took the steps to unblock myself, she said, I met two or three people and then invited them to lunch and then in turn met the head of the art council and was invited to hang my art in one of the top galleries in the area. And within six weeks, she had made $10,000 by selling her artwork. Oh, my goodness. And she has just been written up this month, November, as one of the top 50 up-and-coming artists in the United States. She kept going from there. Wow. And, you know, a lot of us maybe want to change careers or move up with what we're doing and, and make that change, but that's where that assessment comes in. You know, is there something that's blocking you from really going for what you want? Or maybe it's just even a relationship. It doesn't have to be a job. But it can be that simple, um, just taking the steps. And the book is kind of like your coach and your girlfriend there with you, giving you the tools and kind of cheering you on the way, but you do the work. So step two is to accentuate your beauty. And, you know, I remember years ago having having a conversation with someone and saying, you know, doesn't everyone, everyone really look at themselves and, and, you know, see something beautiful? And she looked at me, and, and she was a very attractive uh, woman, and she said, you have to be kidding. And and it was very, very clear after talking to her that when she looked in the mirror, she didn't see anything of beauty. And I was just, I was raised with, um, you know, just a very, very positive parents. And, and you know, even though uh, I, I never considered myself a beauty, you know, I mean, I was still able to see those good features. So are, are you talking about accentuating the physical things of beauty or those things in our character uh, that can shine through even if we don't feel that we possess those uh, physical characteristics that other people define as beauty? Yes, I'm talking about both. Um, 2% of women think they're beauty, beautiful when they look in the mirror, only 2%. And that's wow. a study is done from Dove Real Beauty. And 4% worldwide. So it's it's interesting because when I had clients sit in my chair and a lot of what society would claim to be perfect beauties, it was within seconds that they would list 10 things wrong with them. Hmm. It was very difficult for them to find out what, you know, figures, uh, not find out, list what 10 things are right about them. So this chapter is something that I encourage women to not only list what their beautiful qualities are on the outside, but what beautiful qualities exist inside of you. What, you know, what are your unique qualities in terms of your personality or your gifts, your talents, and also the beautiful people that surround you. Um, because when we start focusing on the positive and the beauty in us, around us, and, and loving ourselves when we look in the mirror, it, there's an incredible shift that takes place. Even if you don't truly believe it in the beginning, <laughs> if you say out loud and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am beautiful, I love you, you're amazing, and really look into your eyes and start being kind and loving to yourself, I have had women that have been emailing me. I've had two in the past month that have lost over 50 pounds from just starting to like and love themselves for who they are right now. And when wow. they do that, they start eating better, treating themselves better. It, it has a whole effect of your, on your entire mind, body, spirit, everything. 
So I think well, you I think do that, those that leads us right well. into the next one, the step three, which is to dream a beautiful future. And and the future does come out of our words. Everything that we do uh, is, is a creative force, either you know positive uh, creation or or tearing tearing ourselves down and and not not creating that future by declaring something else. So uh, tell us a little bit about the building blocks of of dreaming a beautiful future. Well, it's important that we allow ourselves to dream and that we give ourselves permission to to create the ultimate life. I, th- I feel that most of the people that I work with really limit themselves based on what opportunities they think that they have right in front of them. And, you know, speaking to everyone here, you know, being go-getters and businesswomen, you know, a lot of us think, okay, what's next? But when we really take ourselves out of the, you know, just let it fly. What would your ultimate life be if it could be anything? And I say wave a magic wand. Nine times out of ten, your answer of what your ultimate life would be is is a lot different than what it would be if you just said, well, yeah, I think it would be this, this, and this, because you're looking at what's available. So I, re- I encourage people to do that because um, when we allow ourselves to dream, we really – we realize that we're not too far away from where we want to be. I, two years ago, I was working for a national network television and show, and I was making so much money that it was just ridiculous. And, and my husband and I were living in this beautiful, huge house, and I hated my job. And we had taken mm-hmm. our five children to another state. We had no family, no friends, and I just I was miserable. And he looked at me and he said, just quit. And I said, I can't quit. I've never quit anything in my life. And he said, okay, Michelle, it's time for you to walk your talk. You've always taught women to wave their magic wand. Now what would you do? And I said, I'd write a book. And I said, but I can't write a book. That's crazy. Mm. And he said, well, let's write a book. Let's go Google how to write a book. (laughs) And here we are two years later. I quit that job three months after that. I ended up, once I walked through the door in the path of where I wanted to go, it felt like doors flew open in every direction for, for me to write a book and to, to do what I wanted to do. I had to give myself permission and stop going for jobs just for the money mm. because I did that for a while because I had gone through a very, very bad divorce where I lost a lot financially. So I, I'm always encouraging people to let yourself envision what your life would be without any limitations and then look at how you could actually create that life because nine times out of ten i've seen people make them all happen their entire life everything they've wanted so is this where step five comes in bringing your beauty blueprint to life yes and that's when you know how do you create that ultimate life and what happens when we dream and when we say, yeah, this sounds great, I'm going to start a new business or I'm going to move to a new place or, you know, whatever our thing is, what happens? We get fear, right? It comes in, looks us right in the face. (laughs) We can either back down or we can say, no, you're not going to take me. (laughs) And where does that fear come from? Fear of all those what ifs that come up in our in our in our minds. You know, what if I fail? What will other people think? You know, what if this affects um, my relationships? 
What if I'm not good enough? And so I take you through those steps of the book, too, to really take a look at what those what-ifs are. What are those fears? Where are they coming from? And how can we overcome those fears and say, yeah, but what if you took that risk and your life became everything you've always dreamed it should be? Mm. And that's what so I So what are, what are the keys in embracing those fears? That That is step six in your plan. Yeah, the key is to really get, sit down, write down what your fears are and write them out. When we write things down and look at them, we get them, A, out of our minds where they, you know, we've got that crazy movie going on in our heads and the, the movie gets crazier and crazier. When you put it down on paper, you realize the fears aren't as bad as you seem, as they seem. And then what I do is I have you go through a process where you start to write out what is the opposite of those fears. Like, for mm. example, what if, you know, people think I'm crazy? Well, yeah, everybody thought I was crazy. But now everybody that thought I was crazy is going, wow, how did you do what you did because <laughs> you did it, <laughs> right? So who right. cares what other people think? As long as you're not hurting anyone, your family or your children or something, of course. But, you know, so I do take you through the steps of the fears. And the other one, Chicky, is the voices in our heads. I mean, what? whose voice is in your head? Is it your mother? Is it your father? Is it a friend? Is it a family member of people that, you know, you, the recollection of, you know, life coaching goes back to that place in our lives where we still have those voices in our heads of someone telling us that we're not capable or we're not good enough or we're not beautiful, we're not attractive. And overcoming those voices in our heads is imperative for success and building self-esteem to really rise um, up to the level of where you, you know, your best life is. So step seven is to look in the mirror. And, and is this a, a uh, an interim step in this process, or is, is this the uh, the ultimate in having mastered all of this and embracing your mm-hmm. fears, and, and now you're ready to run after it? Yes, this is, I think, one of the ultimate steps. And I was actually um, just talking to Patty about this before this, this call started. Um, support is key in being very successful in life and in any aspect of your life. You know, Oprah Winfrey says it takes a village. Dr. Christian Northrup, who I just worked with last weekend, said it's called assisted living. <laughs> <laughs> we need positive people surrounding us. We need good people that we love and trust and mirror the direction that we're going in life. And so I do take you through an exercise to look at who is around you in your life that is supporting you, or maybe there are some people in our lives that are what I call the energy suckers, the negatives. And so there's a way to overcome some of those negative people in our lives or to um, create distance, um, create boundaries, and to really move forward in a positive direction to be mindful of the people that we have surrounding us. And um, so that is the ultimate, I feel, the support resources, that master action plan um, really requires that you check your mirrors and make sure that everything around you is mirroring your um, your goal, your destiny of where you want to move forward towards. Now, you want to move towards. now, step number eight actually surprises me a little bit because I, I would have expected this to occur earlier in the process. Uh, step number eight is aligning your appearance with your desires. Right. So... 
For me, it's the last step because until you really know and get clear, like you said, clarity about what it is you want and shed whatever it is that you don't want, then you can step into, okay, now this is this is my life and this is how I'm going to live my life moving forward and how do I want to project that out through my parents? And so... Um, Working with people, especially broadcast journalists on television, it's my job to not make them look like Barbie dolls or um, squeeze them into size two dresses or lip gloss and big hairspray. My job was to make them look knowledgeable, credible, and trustworthy because 60% of our viewers tuned into the news to um, according to how these people looked, and they me- they tuned in looking for credibility, not mm. um, you know not what I guess a lot what I see on television today is it's going in a little bit different direction, which I'm not really fond of. Mm. Right. <laughs> but um, as a businesswoman, I feel it's imperative that we. Um, put ourselves together in a professional manner every single day. But what style works for me might not work for you, Cheeky, or or someone else. So it's really important that we define our own style. And so just like taking you through your foundation for your life, I take you through your foundation for your style. So you actually go through a process where I have you pull images from magazines. I have you create your own style words, and it's all through the book, I mean the end of the book, to where by the end of the process you have your own style guide according to who you are, what your taste is, and then you can take that to go shopping with you every day, and you're going to have more confidence when you dress according to who you are and what you feel comfortable in rather than trying to dress like someone else just because, you know, that's supposed to be the look. Um, I have a quick story about a, a news anchor that I worked with from Idaho. She's in a really small town, and she was very nervous about coming to a top ten market. It was a huge, big, big job opportunity, and she was extremely capable but very nervous. And so when we went through her wardrobe, her wardrobe was really blah. It was just gray, brown, and black. And she was an artist. She, was, she loved yoga. She loved dance. She loved color. She loved movement. She was a fun, outgoing person. And none of that showed in her attire. So we took those dark suits. And what we did is we brought out some beauty with her inner beauty with her colorful blouses and details in her jacket and um, accessories that were still conservative but more creative, like her artwork. And by just doing that and then getting her hair cut in a a way that her hair was still a a really nice bob for the news anchor look, but it had movement and had a little bit of creative style to it. Um, By just doing those things, her complete overall energy that she projected outward was stronger, more self-confident, and she became extremely successful. I really feel that when you have put yourself together in a way that feels good to who you are in your core, I watch women transform. I just Mm. watch their whole, whole confidence level change. 
You know, it's so, so interesting because a, a number of years ago, well, actually it was when I turned 50, I, I hired a, um, uh, well, I, I hired this woman to come in and actually go through my closet with me because I, I uh, had really had uh, just a very, very similar style for many, many years and hadn't yeah. hadn't changed that up at all. And, and it wasn't that I was trying to look like someone else. I just, I, I really hadn't developed any style that was me and, you know, in, in many ways similar to, to the newscaster of, uh, you know, just a lot of drab things. But I also had hung on th- to things that didn't look good on me and right. and things that didn't fit or things that were a little bit tattered. And maybe they were comfortable, but, uh, you know, I really should have gotten uh, rid of them. And and it's interesting because I'm at a place now where uh, I'm, I'm at a real crossroads in, in my professional life and my personal life and uh, in a very good way. I mean, it, it's things that, that needed to happen. Um, but I feel myself at a place where I actually want to develop a new style yet again, you know. A, yes. a, a, and and so I, I I think that it's interesting for for women who haven't ever looked into having a professional, and whether it's a life coach or or whether it's uh, someone, uh, you know, who really knows their stuff to go shopping with you to help you buy right. the right things. And this particular person also took me shopping and. And, uh, you know, I was on, on TV a few years ago, and she helped me uh, get ready for that. And, you know, it, it was worth every penny that I paid to her. <laughs> and, so true. And, so, and, and that's what I did for years because as a makeup mm-hmm. artist, I became a stylist. I also have a background in fashion. Um, and then hair. I owned a hair salon. But you're absolutely right. It that so many... Um, a lot of times, it, they, you know, as women, they just don't know where, we don't know where to begin. Where Who do we go to? Where do we, right. you know, and then we might not want to pay an image consultant thousands of dollars. So I've put in the book um, a step-by-step process on exactly what you talked about. Go through your closet. This is how you edit your closet. This is how you create your closet and organize your closet because, first of all, when we look at our closet and say either uh or I have nothing to wear, that's because <laughs> we're looking at things that are really probably either boring and we don't know what to wear anymore because we're sick of it or inappropriate or maybe a lot of guilt garments. You know, there's a lot of things in our closets that we look at and we think, well, I can't get rid of that because I don't I pay too much money for it, but i got to wait till I lose 10 pounds to get in it or right. this is sentimental <laughs> value. Well, we can keep those but get them out of your closet and put them in a different closet and have your closet as a working closet. And, I, you know, we've got professional and personal and then organize it in a certain way because if you take time to really put yourself together every day, studies show that um, people who do so earn up to 20% more income and are twice as likely to get promoted. Oh, I believe that. I believe it. Yeah, so it's really important that we do take the time to what I call is just get a little bit more contemporary. Yeah, I mean, take what you've got, and I have a whole guide in the book. It's called Investment Dressing and How to Create That Core Wardrobe. You should have less pieces, but good pieces that mix and match so you can wear anything for any occasion with just like 12 different pieces. Right. And then you can build from there, and you always feel confident. Um, but I know I go through it every few few years, too, whereas my kids are my barometer. They go, Mom, <laughs> you know, 
aren't you a beauty expert? And I just think, <laughs> yeah, but I haven't had time to go shopping myself. Oh, how funny. <laughs> and the well, other thing is develop relationships mm-hmm. with people in stores that you really like. People will help you. They'll call you up and say, hey, something just came in that's just your style. And that's what right. we need is working women. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, you kind of tossed out uh, thousands of dollars. But, you know, I will tell you that from, from my experience, and, and this was here in Tampa, um, you know, this this um, individual that I hired, it it wasn't expensive at all. I mean, it, it, it Right. Uh, I, I wouldn't have been able to afford it these last couple of years when, when uh, you know, finances weren't so great. But right. um, it wasn't thousands of dollars. And, and in fact, right. you know, I think she has saved me money because yeah. I have learned how to shop. Um, and, you know, and I still, when I when I have any big purchases or, you know, I have lost weight or, or unfortunately if I've gained weight, you know, I will take her shopping with me because she is able to find the most amazing things, you know, and, and she may still take me to Nordstrom's or Nordstrom Rack, but, you know, she will go straight to the sale racks and she will find things that I never would have found. And and uh, then, you know, she'll take me to lunch at Nordstrom's uh, and, and they comp it for her because she brings so much business. So, you oh, know, I think it's great. something, you know, that if, if you really, no matter where you live, if you want to uh, find someone who does that, it, it is worth its weight in gold. And it and I, I totally and, you know, you agree on the closet yeah. cleaning front. That's that's so important. It's so true. And, and, well, the reason I put all of that information in the book is because a lot of women have that are contacting me have been laid off, so they don't really have the funds to hire a stylist. Exactly. So I take them through quite a few um, of the steps I would work with with clients and and help them but i honestly agree with you and feel that um a lot of stores now even have that service nordstrom has a free personal shopper service that i love to go to i call them up and say hey i've got three new suits and i'll bring it over and they will pull from all over the store things that they know or my style and that I would love and would match the suit because it would take me days because I don't know the store like they do. Right. And it's free. So that's that's really important to develop good relationships with some of your favorite stores too, even if they don't have a personal shopper, just maybe a store manager or a good salesperson that you really like their style or they understand uh-huh. yours. And the same with hair and makeup. You know, really try to find somebody that will, will – um, work with you and teach you and update you that you feel comfortable with. Well, Michelle, you have given us a lot of practical tips, but I know your book is just chocked full of them, and I'm going to try not to uh, stumble over myself again. The the beauty (laughs) blueprint, we'll say it slowly this time, eight (laughs) steps to building the life and look of your dreams is Michelle's book. And again, it's Michelle Phillips. Michelle, can you tell our listeners where they can find you if they are interested in, in pursuing this further or if they would just like to buy a copy of your book? Sure, yes, because I have coaching circles for women and I do individual coaching for people all over the world. Um, you can email me at michellephillips.com. You can just hit the contact button and email me there. And it's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. And then my book is available on Amazon.com, and I've been on bestseller for um, beauty and self-esteem for eight weeks now for Amazon. So I feel very grateful and um, hope that uh, many women will 
you know, release their inner beauty and go for their dreams and uh, and hopefully have some fun tools at the end of the book to help them create their own beautiful style. Well, I think it's, it's time to start sewing back into ourselves. So many of us spent uh, years pouring into uh, the companies that we worked uh, for and or, you know, in, in trying to build our own businesses. And, and we uh, got exhausted and we got stressed out and we put everybody else first. I mean, Patty and I were talking about that this morning. Uh, she lives with my my 91-year-old mother-in-law and, you know, pours a lot uh, into her. And, and uh, my mother-in-law is gone for three weeks, and so now she gets to, to sew back into herself. But I think, you know, our listeners really need to set aside some time for themselves. And I think a really great way would be to sit down and and build your own beauty blueprint. So, Michelle, thank you so much. And I look forward to uh, coming out and seeing you in Anna Marie Island, which is so close to us. Yes, uh, you have to. Or maybe one of my speaking engagements in town or something. Oh, that would be great. That would be just great. Well, again, I want to just thank you so much. And I'm going to stop the recorded portion. Uh, We do have a couple of people on live, so uh, we want to get a chance to talk to them, but we do that. Uh, off camera, as it were. So hang on one second. Let me shut that off. And again, for additional information about the Executive Girlfriends Group, you can go to www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com. And we have our audio recordings on Blog Talk Radio, and we also have an iTunes channel, and all of those are available on executivegirlfriendsgroup.com. 